Today's guest is author Daryl J. Ball. Born in Ontario, Canada in 1977, Daryl J. Ball has spent many of his years with one feline pal or another. He developed a love for reading at a young age, especially in regards to science fiction and fantasy. Daryl, what made you want to live a more creative life? That's a tough question. It was something that had been part of my life when I was younger, and I kept it buried for a very long time. Well, the only of storing stuff out in my 20s and early 30s. But then my grandfather passed away uh, following a bout with Alzheimer's. And since he had been a man who had always pushed on me that idea of if you're not learning, you're not living, I decided I'd take the plunge and get, try and get back into writing and see if it really was something I wanted to really try and do. And so pretty much every time I write, it's sort of to honor him in a way. And I, I haven't looked back. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? When I first started, I planned meticulously and I found it didn't work very well for me. So I changed it to where I went with an old method I learned from speeches, which is make sure I know the ending and then everything sort of works towards that. So now I plan the ending as well as any major points I want to hit. And then I just let the characters sort of decide how the story gets to those points. So it's sort of a combination of go with the flow and the planning. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? There's not a lot I could say here, really, because I tend to be a pretty open book about things, but probably something I could make mention of is when I'm writing action scenes, I tend to try and physically do them first in real life just to make sure it's feasible when I'm thinking. So I, I've hurt myself doing that a few times, but at least then I'm picturing it correctly when I write it and know that it is possible if anyone ever questions it. They no, no, it is entirely possible what I have written here. I've just maybe made it a little more exciting than it really is. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? Uh, for prompts, I'm prompted by almost everything. <laughs> so I just never know what's going to work. So pictures sometimes. Sometimes it's something someone says to me or a quiz I've done. Just random stuff for prompts. But as far as productivity tools, I try to have music playing. And that's the same idea with the writing is music has a flow to it. And so when you're writing, you also have to sort of work with that flow because it follows the same sort of idea. And I find that really helps to keep the excitement up and to keep the rhythm moving. And as far as creative routines, I will actually, before writing, go for a walk so I can talk to the characters so that I'm sort of in the right mindset to write about them afterwards. Just sort of gets me back in that mode if I feel I'm communicating with them at least that they're talking, telling what they want me to write about for them. Probably something that seems strange to non-writers. But remarkably familiar to most writers. Yes, far, far too familiar. I end up 
when I get stuck in a place, I'll sit there with pen and paper. All right, what are six ways you're going to get out of this hole? Wait for them to tell me. Usually answer seven is the one that we go with. It's, it's, I think this is just kind of how we run it. Yeah, I've had situations where the characters decide to have a crisis of faith in the middle of me trying to write a scene with them. That leads to a very long walk. <laughs> you, you, never, you never want the characters having a sudden crisis on their own terms. <laughs> you can't punish them if they're doing it to themselves. What three things do you wish you had known earlier in your creative journey? It comes back to why I sort of buried that side of myself for a long time. And that is that accepting the idea that your editors really actually want you to succeed. They, they're critiquing you, but they're doing it because they believe and they want it to work as well. And so you have to sort of accept that they genuinely want to help you. And once you get past that, it makes things a little bit easier, I find. And also that writing is a really good outlet for your thoughts. I mean, like who knew, but really writing's a good outlet. And finally that you have to, as well as knowing that there's your best interest in mind is accept the idea that you will never ever get it completely perfect. There's always going to be that thing you wish you changed slightly. And if you do that, you're never going to make any progress. You just have to sort of accept it and, do the best. After all, if the characters are going to feel real, they're going to have faults as well, and things aren't always going to be completely clean and happily ever after, right? Very true. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? Honestly, having a headset. It makes things so much easier for communicating with people from home. And when I can communicate people, I feel better and that comes through because then I feel more energized for writing. So I'd say, honestly, having the headset for communicating with. It does make a difference, especially right now with everything a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the more comfortable you get with it, just, it's not like, why, why did we do this the hard way before? What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today? Probably the one I always like to talk about. Last November, I released a book that is probably always going to be the dearest to my heart. It didn't start out that way <laughs> by any means, but the process of writing it, it revealed itself to be something very different than I had planned. When I wrote it, it was just going to be a straight fantasy, interesting novel idea. And I got about halfway through and I realized it was really starting to look like an analogy for the journey of depression. And when I realized that, it sort of changed how I perceived it. And I had to change a few things to stick with that analogy a little bit, the going overboard. And then when I revised it, it became even more powerful to me, causing me at least one trip to the doctor because of anxiety, because some of the scenes just hit me too hard. And because of that, I think it's one of those things that goes back to what I said about when my grandfather said about if you're not learning, you're not living. And that's you sort of have to find that way to confront parts of your own self when you're writing, however you do. And you can find catharsis in that. So probably it's te technically not my latest project, but it's probably the most recent one that would be easy to explain. And that was uh, last November. It's just one of those longest novels I've ever written and probably the most difficult and emotionally 
nerve-wracking. Then I will make certain to put a link to it in the show notes. I will make sure I get that link to you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show for a chat. My pleasure. You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.